You're listening to The Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, Matty Ice and Axel the Axeman, where we talk everything wrestling. This episode of Hot Tag is brought to you by... Hey, Matty Ice, I'm kind of hungry. Yeah, you know what? So am I. Let's go get us a pizza or something. Order a pizza in. No. Why would we order a pizza when we could have pile driver pizza? Comes in four awesome varieties. Pepperoni, sausage and pepperoni, four cheese, and supreme. Ooh, sounds delish. Give me a supreme. All right, let's go down in the store. And if you guys are hungry too, you can get them in a store near you. This is Axel the Axeman, and you're listening to Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys on the Anchor Podcast app. Welcome back to the Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys. BCB in the house. I am Matty Ice. To my left is the Axeman again. We're about to go up on top of a roof, clean out some gutters in a little bit. Should be a good day. We should have podcast on the roof. We still can. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just doing the intro. Right, Sully? Sully wants to come up on top of the roof, too. Duh. So, another hot week in Wisconsin, huh? Yeah, it was pretty warm this week. Um, yeah, it was really warm, actually. This has got to be one of the warmest uh, summers in a while. I mean, usually we only get like a heat wave for like, I'm going to say a week. To where the temps are, are up there and, and steamy. Yeah. But I remember one year, not too long ago, I think it was like 60s, 70s, like all summer long. Hmm. I think. That sounds pretty good. Well, I mean, maybe I'm just like a little thrown off. Because I'm going to say, well, it's only been like 90, 91, which to me, yeah, it's hot, but not super hot. But it's been muggy, but I guess that's like, because where I'm from, it gets up to like 100 all the time. Yeah. Talked to my mom earlier this week, and she said it's been like 97 plus the last like three weeks. So, and yeah. and they got like 90% humidity down there too. So. And your dad's just chilling out in the house nowadays, right? My mom said that they've been getting in the pool a lot, so... Oh, okay. There they go. So, yeah, and I guess they told the UPS guy to jump in the pool. He didn't, but... Oh. Well, you know, there was a um, an Amazon guy. Yeah, I saw that. You saw yeah. the video? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's funny, so... Um, yeah. I, I think it's, like, a, a nice thing. Like, hey, you know, if you... You're hot and sweaty. I mean, those UPS drivers, they don't have air, AC in those trucks, I don't think. Well, um, you're right, they don't, but um, their union just passed a new thing. Uh, I guess they had a new bargaining agreement or whatever, and all future trucks from UPS from now on will have AC. Hmm. That was in their in their thing, which doesn't necessarily affect UPS drivers up here too, too much. I mean... Obviously, it's hot, but uh, I think that would be better for them guys down in, like, Texas and Arizona and stuff. Yeah. I couldn't imagine driving around uh, <sighs> down there It'd be with horrible. just a little fan or whatever. My goodness sakes, you'd uh, That's have, frying. have a heat stroke. 
You'd have mushy brain from being too hot. Um, well, uh, what do you think of, uh, wrestling this week? Um, well, I didn't really catch anything that happened on Monday Night Raw. Um, but, um, Jay uh, had a match against Solo last night and beat Solo. Um, and he's still trying to get Solo back on the the right side of th things and whatnot. So, um, yeah, we'll see where the storyline goes. I mean, the hype behind Jay, it's sad that he's going to have to lose tonight. As we record this Saturday morning. Yeah, because SummerSlam's tonight, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, is it for the title or is it just a straight match? I, I mean, I would assume that it's for the title. I mean, it's for the head of the table, so... They didn't really specify, actually, you know? Yeah, because I saw some previews for it, and, I mean, obviously that's the headliner, but it doesn't say anything about the title, so I just kind of assumed that it wasn't. So, essentially, it could not be for the title, <laughs> and um, it could be just for the head of the table, and Jay could win. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't see that happening either. To be honest with you, I think um, there's gonna be some, like a screwy finish or something. Whether um, Solo comes down and attacks Roman, or uh, they bring in somebody from the outside. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, SummerSlam. It's their second biggest show. Um. You know, one of the one of the big four for WWE. So, yeah. So it's just a shame that they gotta lose. That he has to lose because uh, it would be nice to see Roman dethroned, or it will be nice to see Roman dethroned here. Yeah, I think it'll happen in time. To be honest with you. I mean, it's probably not like a SummerSlam thing. It's probably going to be like... Yeah, it's definitely a WrestleMania thing. A WrestleMania thing. thing. But, um... Yeah, I mean, we're definitely, uh... I think we're on the home stretch to this little storyline. Finishing it out. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens. Um, I did watch that Cody Rhodes documentary on Peacock, though. Yeah, you were saying when we were talking earlier this week that it was good. Yeah, um, you should definitely watch it. Um, it kind of touches base on like the early, like the beginning of his life, and then it goes through like his whole WWE career. Um, talks about like before WWE, like after, like his college. 
Yeah, because he it's was college um, years, and he was a heck of a, a an amateur, yeah, uh, an amateur wrestler back in high school. He was like at least he was he was two time state champ. Yeah, I thought he was at least one time state champ. Yeah, so um, so there was there was a lot of uh, good things that came out of that documentary. A lot of like insight and. I don't know. I just thought it was really good. So, yeah, yeah. I have um. There's a few things I want to sit down and watch. Um, it's just hard, you know, being busy with work, and then don't see Ashley very often. So, try to spend as much time with her doing things that she wants to do. So I gotta trick her into watching things that I want to watch. Oh yeah, there's tons of drama. In here, you got you got to watch this. Yeah, yeah. So, tricker. Um, but yeah, evidently Vince McMahon flew out to Cody's house when Cody was a free agent. Yeah, just recently. Yeah, for when he was leaving AEW or whatever. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'd heard that. Um, yeah, him and Bruce P- Pritchard. Yeah, yeah. I'd heard that McMahon kind of went after Cody himself instead of having other people do it or whatever because he really wanted him back. Um, but, I mean, makes sense. I mean, Cody left the WWE and went out and made a name for himself and is uh, on a completely different stage now than what he was in the WWE. And if he would have stayed there, he would have only ever been a mid-card guy. I mean, I don't think he ever would have been anything if then. bigger. Um, but, yeah. And he he hustled. He did his own work, bouncing around the indies and doing Japan and all wage stuff. I mean, and he said the same theme music since he he left WWE. Yeah, the Kingdom or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So. And then only recently did they start doing the the woe thing. The yeah. woe thing, yeah. Which I find that interesting. So, yeah. But, I mean, what? What kind of started that? You think with the the crowd kind of singing your theme music? I don't know. I think it's kind of like. A, do you, Do you think? Um, uh, I think Jericho's thing. Jericho kind of played a yeah. I think, I think so too. Kind of played a part. Um, Cause. Um, I think it was Jericho on the ship, wasn't it? I can't remember. I think it was. I it, think that it's probably right. Yeah. Um. I mean, as much as I I like dislike AEW too, is like I still would want to do the Jericho cruise. Well, and then like we can we can go on the Jericho cruise together, right? <laughs> and yeah. um. And uh, uh, we can just take out the young bucks and yeah, that'd be a good. That would be a good day. Well, not taking anything away from AEW, but there are good stuff. Some good stuff that goes through AEW, but yeah. then there's some other like hokey pokey stuff, and it's just like I don't know anymore. It's just 
um, it's hard to follow. I mean, there's, but then WWE is like that too. You know, there's some good stuff, but then there's some kind of silly stuff. Right. Um, so I don't know. It, I think that's wrestling as a whole. Yep. You know, I mean, you're never gonna get people on board with everything you do. Right. So. So, I watched Dark Side of the Ring too. Which one was Bam? It was a Bam Bam Bigelow this week. Uh no. Um, this week I believe it was. Or the one that I saw, anyways, was uh the WCW Bash of the Beach. Two thousand. Oh, the last was that the last one? I well, I I guess I don't know about um, this. Vince Russo was there, your boy. Let me tell you something, bro. Bro, this is how you put to a show together, bro. <laughs> Told Hogan, bro, <laughs> that this is what's gonna happen, bro. Um, oh, was this the one where Hogan turned on? And became part of the NWO. Oh no, you said two thousand. Yeah. Uh, so this one here was one where um, Jeff Jarrett was world champion. Okay. And they were gonna put the belt on Booker T. Okay. And Hogan, when he signed with WCW, he had a hundred percent control of his booking. Booking. Mm-hmm. Which is like stupid, but yeah, dumb contract. The same as Scott Hall and Kevin Nash saying that they were gonna be, they were supposed to be the highest paid guys there. So if somebody else come in later and they paid them more than them, they had to restructure their contract and give them more. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, good the, on them. Good on them. But bad, bad on the the company. Right. Um. But yeah. So Jarrett was heavyweight champion. And they were going to put the belt on Booker T. Well, Russo was going to have like a gauntlet for Jeff Jarrett, I guess. And Booker T was like the end result. I, I can't remember what it was. Um, I'd have to go watch. We'd, ha- we'd probably have to sit down and watch Bash at the Beach. And see what was up. Yeah, yeah but, we should. Anyways, um, so they, he laid out the match to where Hogan was going to lose, and Hogan's like, no, that's not happening. And he's like, I'm, I'm winning the title, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm taking off. That's, that's him and Eric's booking. And then, like, coming back at Halloween Havoc. If you remember how the pay-per-views were. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I think there was at least one in between, right? Uh, yeah, probably. So I don't know what when Bash at the Beach actually like came out back in that day. Um, I'm assuming it was probably August. Yeah, July or August, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming, yeah. Um, so there's a couple months span in there. Um, but then... Uh, that didn't work out for Russo, for Vince, and uh, he they ended up like kind of like agreeing on 
Oh, uh, I don't know what they agreed upon. Actually, I think they there there's two sides to the to the take on it because uh, Russell's saying they agreed upon his booking of like him him rewriting the show twice and saying Hogan's still gonna lose but Hogan's gonna look like solid throughout the whole match kind of thing and not just be like a just another run through guy mm-hmm. and whatnot. And so, Vince says that Hogan agreed upon that, and so did Bischoff, because Bischoff had control, and they were, like, going back and forth of, like, having Russo being in control and whatnot. I don't know what was going on mm-hmm. back in that heyday, because everybody's got their own little story. Right. Like, you probably never find out the truth. No, but that's wrestling in general. You never really find out the full truth. Right. But then, um... Russo ended up saying if Hogan wants the belt, the heck with him. And he told Jeff Jarrett to just lay down in the middle of the ring and take the loss. And that's essentially what happened. And like, um, Jarrett was like, really thought it was stupid and whatnot. And I guess... Up to the time that he walked out, like, Jeff was kind of on the limbs of either having a match or not having a match. And he ended up having the, or laying down like, like he, he did. The bell rang, he walked around, and then just laid down on the mat. And then just laid there. And Russo had the belt and, like, was walking around the ring. And with... Hogan and him were job-japping back and forth. And he was like, you want it? Take your freaking belt, you know? And then threw the belt in the ring. And then Hogan was still yelling and whatnot. And Hogan picked up the belt and... Um, or pinned Jeff Jarrett and picked up the belt. And then him and Bischoff went on a plane somewhere, wherever they were going. And then all of a sudden they got off the plane... And Vince ended up cutting a promo and saying that the the match, uh, the main event of the night was Jeff Jarrett, the WCW champion, versus um, Booker T for the belt. And then Booker T ended up winning. So they did that on the pay-per-view, and then still later on in the pay-per-view said Jeff Jarrett was still champ. Right. And he was just like Hogan. Hogan's a piece of crap, and like didn't want to do the job, and blah blah blah. Like cut this promo. So, and this is why WCW failed, folks. This is why Vince Russo doesn't have a job, bro. <laughs> well, okay. And he was he was on Chris Van Vliet a little bit ago, and God, man. That guy just says bro like every five seconds. Well, what's sad is that Vince Russo was like top rider dog, rider guy for the WWF, went to WCW, and then after all the shabacles and stuff, 
still went and wrote for TNA. Yeah. And now what is he doing? Uh, Nothing. <laughs> I think he has his own podcast. Yeah, that's about it. Talking about his his little glory days. And, well, well, he he left WWE. Um. Because he wanted to move his family closer, and he wanted more money. And I guess Vince told him he makes enough money get a nanny for his kids. Hmm. Dang. That that's what he said in the in the documentary of the WCW Bash at the Beach. I think I don't know. I mean, I could definitely see McMahon saying that. Yeah, I could see that too. And, like, in all honesty, if whatever money he was making had been pretty decent money, and if he couldn't afford to move his family closer or whatever the case was, I mean, then he should have found something else to do. Well, he did. He went to WCW. Yeah. He did. That didn't last long either. Yeah. Well, I think. But he thinks very, very highly of himself on all the bookings, and he thinks that he knows everything and whatnot. So. Yeah. No, I know. But maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I don't know the full story, but personally. I don't think you can give sole blame to Vince Russo for the downfall of WCW. I know a lot of people do. And a lot of people try to say, Oh, uh, Vince sent him there on purpose to sabotage him and this and that and the other and blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, there's a lot of like contributing factors. Oh, 100%. But if you just look at the WCW side, take WWE out of the equation... You know, like we talked about, the contract situation with Hogan was not good for the company. The contract situation with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, not good for the company. The fact that at one time, um, Kevin Sullivan was the head booker of WCW, and then Kevin Nash took over. Honestly, I don't think an active wrestler should be head booker for any company. That is disaster. That's total disaster. Um... So, I mean, just those elements. And... I, I, I think I think an active wrestler can be a head booker. Um, but they got to be a team player. Like Dusty was head booker for a while when back in the day, and I think. He did things right. Yeah, he yeah he definitely because he did stuff in Florida, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think he did a pretty decent job down in Florida, but so I think I think he did things right. So like I think if as long as you got the level headed playing field and whatnot, I think you're fine. But most of the guys they have ego problems, and obviously they want to book themselves. To being top guys so they get paid top money. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cheap. So. Especially if you're not getting over, but. Right. Whatever. Um, 
So, Bash of the Beach 2000. Good one. Probably be something to look into and find out the... Well, I get a little frustrated because I want to watch Dark Side of the Ring, but every single time I've tried to... There's been two occasions where I've been able to get the Vice app to work. And that's between my iPad and two different TVs. And it's still just... I mean, crap. I think it's on... I think it might be on Hulu, but I think they're like a season behind. I'm not for sure. Yeah. I have seen it somewhere, and I can't remember where. And like, you can catch them on YouTube, but they're like not good quality, or if they are good quality, they don't last very long because I think Vice takes them down. But yeah. People from Vice, if you just happen to be listening, the minuscule chance that it, that you are, fix your freaking app. Yeah. It's garbage. Axeman needs to. Watch some Dark Side of the Ring. Well, I can't be the only person who struggles trying to watch that show. Yeah. So, um. Um, Cody, the Bucks, and Hangman signed a new contract with AEW. Cody. Did I say Cody? Yeah, you mean Kenny? Oh, Oh, Kenny. Yeah, Kenny. Yeah, I'm not... I mean, I guess I'm a little surprised, but ultimately not really. I mean, if 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 I'm any of those guys, I mean, you know, they have some, it may not be creative control with their storyline or whatever, but they got back behind the scenes stuff. You know, Kenny's doing the video game stuff and yeah, um, them guys are set, I mean. They got a good working schedule. They kind of get to do what they want. They're in the Bucks or with their family. I mean, I think Matt's wife does stuff with uh, like merchandising and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like they're pretty set up. I mean, yeah, they don't want to exit out. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't if I was them. I mean, that's essentially their company. I mean, I know it's Tony's money, but. Without them, AEW is like nothing. Yeah. And there's a story behind Cody Rhodes leaving AEW, but we're never going to find out the real reason why he left AEW. Well, he claims he's still friends with him and still talks to him. Yeah. Uh, well, kind of a little tongue-tied here, but, like, something must have happened that he didn't really care for. Because he still talks to everybody. Everybody still thinks very highly of him. He thinks very highly of everybody else over there. And, I don't know. He just said there's... There was something in the documentary. He said that there was something that that he didn't like over there. So, what do you think? Something happened between him and Tony? Uh, I don't know. Cause I got from what I've seen, I've never heard him say anything about Tony really, like good or bad. So then that's why it makes me think that like, cause everybody always is like, oh yeah, it's between him and Kenny and the Bucks and. Blah, 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 blah. And 
I'm starting to wonder if it's something between him and, and Tony. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could be. I mean, it could be somebody, somebody else that was in there. I'm not sure, but for whatever... For whatever, uh, um, um, for whatever it is, I don't know what it is. Um, also, um, to jump backwards again and talk about Vince Russo a little bit, he was talking about on CVV, Chris Van Vliet. Chris Van Vliet. Um, um, he was saying that Tony got Booker of the Year three years in a row. And he was like, that's garbage, bro. And he says, you got CM Punk coming back and you put him in a three-way? You put him in a three-way tag? And he said, that's garbage. You should have been putting him with the elite and give him real drama. Lay it all out there. He's not it, wrong. And then, well, here's what I don't understand about the whole thing. Is he talks like the business is still closed circuit. Meaning like nobody knows what goes on backstage and like how the internet works anymore. Like, he's stuck back in the early 90s, or mid-90s, mm -hmm. you know? Dial-up internet where nobody uses it. Mm -hmm. um, because he was talking, like, you need to, like, tell the story out on TV of, like, the backstage scrum. Well, and, like, lay it out there. Well, I mean, they've never really come out and said... Like, 100% what happened. Right. Like, it's just been, like, a little tidbits here and there, like, oh, this happened, oh, that happened, yada, yada, yada. But but for, like, the casual fan that, like, he's talking about, like, the casual fan that, like, might not be interested in wrestling or whatever. Like, if you're interested in wrestling, you're, you're interested yeah. in wrestling. And you already kind of know what happened. And you already know what's going on because of social media. Right. You know? Nothing's hidden, yeah. So nothing's hitting anymore, so I don't know where, like, his brain functions. I, I mean, I think the guy's, like, I don't know. Something's got to be wrong with him for his booking ideas for today's age. I mean, he's way out of the game. Well, it, you, it's the same thing with McMahon. McMahon yeah. is way out of the game. He has no idea what's going on, and he's just... Like, holding everybody back. I mean, Triple H was doing such a good job, and then now that McMahon's back and things are kind of screwy. Like, Triple H is still, like, putting a lot of stuff together, but things are still really screwy. And it's right. It doesn't really, like, line up, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And Vince always goes back to, like, characters and stories. Yeah. I, like... There really is no characters anymore. Well, yeah, because that was like a 
the late 90s thing where, like, everybody transitioned from, like, being a a legit character to just going off of, like, normal, everyday, real people names. I mean... Right. Because, I mean, who's, like, Pitchfork Man or... Yeah. You know, you know like, nobody really... I mean, some people do, I guess, you know, like, um, Sting, but I mean, he's old school, or... Yeah. Um, well, you're not going to call him Steve Borden. <laughs> you could. You could, but... Yeah. And it's like calling Hulk Hogan Terry Bollea. <laughs> Was Hogan on the Dark Side of the Ring documentary? Um, they did voiceovers for him. Mm. He wasn't on. Okay, because I was going to say, he would not be a good person to ask what happened, because he lies about everything. Totally changes his story. So. I don't know. I mean, I just think that, like, when you got CM Punk... Yes, you want to put him in a good storyline, but do you throw him in some kind of mix of, like, a real-life drama? Yes, you can, but how is that going to play out? Is that going to play out to your benefit? Is that going to play out to where he says, the heck with you guys, I'm out of here? Well... Or the Young Bucks, or whatever the case is, Kenny. It seems like Kenny is, like, the more level-headed one out of the whole group of, like, okay, well, yeah, it is what it is, man. We're all good. That's the way I feel about Kenny in that situation. I think the Young Bucks and uh, Punk are probably still a little... I mean, when is CM Punk not mad at somebody, though? Right. That's CM Punk. I mean, he's kind of always been that way, and just, I don't know, he, the problem is, is that he draws because he had this long void of not having anything to do with wrestling, and Tony feels that he needs to keep him involved, when in reality, Tony should have just told him to go take a hike. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just... Maybe things will work different this time. I don't know. Maybe he's on a tighter leash. I, I really don't know. But, I mean, well, he, he obviously played his cards right because he's essentially got his own show. Yeah. Well, I think I think with CM Punk 2 and Tony is... Tony is a big mark. Correct. And I think he plays into all that stuff of like, oh, it's CM Punk. I gotta have CM Punk. Like, he's like my best friend. Blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. So. Well, but he does that with everybody else too. Oh, Keith Lee's on the market. Gotta have Keith Lee. 
Oh, Adam Cole's on the market. Gotta well, have Adam where, Cole. Where's Keith Lee? Right. I'm surprised he hasn't brought in Goldberg. Yeah. That'll probably happen. I mean... It, or Ryback still thinks he's coming back somewhere. <laughs> That guy had, I don't think the guy's wrestled in years. <laughs> well, the thing is, too, is that um, all when AEW first started, and I know we've said this before, but it had traction because it had um, new to the larger population of wrestling fans like guys like everybody knew who Kenny Omega was but a lot of people hadn't seen him wrestle because he was doing stuff in Japan mm-hmm. you know same with the Young Bucks and 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 things like that um but then after like COVID kind of happened they started bringing in like everybody and you know it makes sense to bring in the big names to compete and things like that but their roster got too big, too fast, and they didn't know what to do with everybody. And at first I thought, oh, well, it makes sense because they're alternating storylines and we're not going to get tired of people. But then it just didn't work, and it's still not working. And essentially Tony's got a large televised indie show. Mm-hmm. And so... But he's going to keep winning Booker of the Year because they got a lot... The the Bucks and Kenny have a, a large following. Yeah. And, we're, you know, they're going to go with Tony no matter what. The the general... The majority of the wrestling fans. And, I don't know, it's just one of those things where, to me, it just... Like you said, he's a super fan. He's going to continue to do things off his super fan feeling instead of what's going to be good for the company and he's playing with stupid money I mean yeah his family has so much money this is just a toy to him yeah this is just like him going down to the mall and picking up a toy for 15 bucks yeah yeah I mean I think that uh with the whole Corey story is I think it could have been probably the whole storyline telling of things and the way things were booked. That could have been the problem of him wanting to leave. It very well could be. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, so... The headliner for Wimbledon all-in is uh, Adam Cole versus MJF for the world title. And evidently, Ricky Starks and CM Punk are having a match for the world title, too. I don't know if it's on collision this weekend or what, but... Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. CM Punk's world title. So, there's... I mean, the whole storylines and all this 
creativity. I think it's... I don't know. CM Punk has a point, but... Of, like, not being beat and, like, having the title stripped away from him. But you can go a different route, I think. Yeah. He could be demanding Max for a, a match. And either take the belt from Max or or what. But now he's got that storyline with Adam Cole. But that could have been in the works while CM Punk was working his way back. Right. Before him and Max became best friends. So, but those two are uh, lovey-dovey. Max and Adam Cole. So it seems like seems like Max is playing a little more to the crowd of being like, a, a, say, a heel face. So we'll see what happens with his character and see if he continues on being like that heel face. Or he goes back to heel after he either beats... Adam Cole or loses. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know anymore. Wrestling's just at this weird point where it's like, oh, you know what's going to happen, you th and then it's complete curveball, which is a good thing. I like that. I don't like being able to, like, predict everything right off the bat, but... Um, AEW is just a whole nother different, different beast. I mean, they, they oh goodness. things are constantly changing there. Um, and some things make sense and some things don't. So I don't know. I think they're probably going to keep the title on, um, MJF. And uh, revisit that uh, feud with him and Punk. If I had to guess, I mean, that's what I'm going to say. Um, not that Adam Cole is not a good... <coughs> excuse me. Not a, good, uh, not a good guy to carry your title, but... Um, I just feel like MJF is probably one of the top guys in the company right now. I mean, everybody's talking about him. I mean, we always say we're not going to mention him on the podcast, and we end up mentioning him, whether it be something dumb he does or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. He's definitely one of the most talked about wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's going anywhere in 2024. No, probably not. Tony's probably going to throw stupid money at him. Um, and especially because, like, here in a couple of years, like, Tony's not going to have some of these guys to lean on anymore. I mean, he's not going to be able to lean on Sting with Darby Allen. He's not going to be able to lean on Jericho. He's not going to be able to lean on um, Christian and Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy and... Jeff Jarrett and 
you know, a lot of these guys, he's not going to be able to lean on them. Um, and I think he's done a really bad job at building future stars. And when in the first year of AEW, I think he did a really good job of building new stars. Oh, 100%. And since then, he hasn't done anything. And then now he's scrambling to try to uh, catch up and... Uh, yeah. Well, uh, that's where it went haywire is bringing in all these big names. Right. So, did you need to bring in Brian, Daniel Bryant? Did you need to bring in Claudio? You need to bring in Samoa Joe. I mean... I mean, some of these guys, I feel like, are no-brainers. Like, um... You know, I think, personally, I could be wrong, I, or I don't know how other people feel, but I think bringing in um, Matt Hardy, Christian, was a good move on his part. Bringing in those veterans who can still go in the ring, I think was a good move because you have them take people under their wing, do what they need to do kind of thing. Um, yeah, that was great at the beginning. They're like not really in the spotlight, but you're pairing them with, with younger people. Um, you know, I think the storyline with Christian being with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, I think really escalated those two. I kind of like that Christian's carrying around the title, even though Luchasaurus is the champ. Like, that's kind of interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Matt Hardy's done a really good job with, uh, um, what are them guys called, uh, um, Private Party. I think he's done a really good job with them guys. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, bringing in those guys is a good, is a good move, but then, and I also think bringing, bringing in Brian Danielson's a good move, too, because he's a good guy to, like, have, um, and I think he's really like escalated a lot of people mm -hmm. and helped out more backstage than like what we see but then like bringing in people like um like i don't yeah i don't know i'm not taking anything away from samoa joe but like besides the roh stuff he hasn't benefited AEW. roh yes but AEW no same thing with claudio i don't I'm not saying he's a bad wrestler, but I'm just saying he's, to me, he just doesn't, like, tick my meter. You know what I mean? He's just, you know, another one of those guys. Um, well, I mean, I think that the way he was built, built in WWE, I think that um, that kind of plays a setback with him. I mean, he's a, a great athlete, and... He knows his stuff, and not putting anything down on him. But well, he's just one of those guys that you know is going to be your workhorse. You know he's going to be there every week. He's going to work hard. He's going to put in, put on great matches. But he's just not a, he's not a main event guy. And there's just guys that are like that. There's guys that are going to be there every week. They're going to have good matches. Going to be able to work with everybody. Going to be able to fit in whatever situation you put in, whether it's singles, tag team, whatever, 
Um, but they're just not going to be the guy that's going to carry the company. They're not going to be the guy that carries the title kind of thing. And That's just kind of how I see Claudio. And Maybe that's because he's still got some of that from WWE because mm-hmm. he was never the guy there. So maybe that kind of stuck with him a little bit. But I don't know. That's just how I see it. You know what I mean? That's just how I see him kind of thing. Yep. But... Then Tony gets his hands on him, and then he's like, oh, well, I love this guy. I, I love this guy. I've always loved this guy. I, I need this guy with the title. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe he just flips a coin for things. Yeah. Well, like we said, I mean, ROH used to be, like, the best of the best of the indies. So, like, I think they need to kind of go back to... That stomping ground. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that um, ROH should just tour around, um, put it on the app if you want, fine, whatever, and then just you have your ROH roster, but then you bring in top indie stars, you bring in local talent, you, you know. Yeah. And and don't crisscross talent. Sign them to ROH contracts and they don't go on AEW. It's fine if you want to have like a crossover pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. But you need to book it as a crossover pay-per-view. Right. And then other than that, ROH needs to have their own pay-per-views and same thing with AEW. Yep. Like the Forbidden Door thing should be like the only time that you have people from other promotions. In my opinion. Yep. 100%. So, hundred percent. Well, you got anything else for us? Uh, apparently, Pack is injured. Hmm. I don't know what, but apparently, yeah, he's dealing with an injury. So he's out. Not that they're using him much, anyways. Yeah. They don't use the Lucha Bros much either. So. Um. But yeah, I mean, other than that. Can't think of anything else. Um, so yeah. Well, I'm throwing it out there now that my wrestlers of the week. Oh, you got two. My, yeah. Okay. Because I think this is going to be the match of the night tonight. Or. The match of the weekend of SummerSlam, as we're recording this Saturday morning. Ricochet and uh, Logan Paul. Mm, that'll probably be a good one. I think that's going to steal the show. Are you watching tonight? All depends on what I do. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'm probably not going to watch tonight, but I might get up tomorrow morning and dabble. Yeah. Go through some stuff. But definitely, I think that's probably going to be be the match of the night. I think the hype of the Roman Reigns Jey Uso match is probably going to be about it. Like we talked earlier, it's going to get hyped up and there's going to be some kind of hokey finish to yeah, make Jey lose. Yeah, well and they got to keep both guys strong too. Right. So cuz yeah, if Jey loses then there's no point in anybody else 
wrestling Roman from that little thing. I mean, they can keep Roman dominant, but it's not really another bloodline scenario unless they do something hokey. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they should have split the titles up at WrestleMania like we talked about earlier with Roman and then have Jay and Jimmy fall apart in their match like they did and lose their titles. Mm -hmm. So that way, Roman only has one belt and then it becomes the bloodlines falling apart and then they would have had their feud, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought that would have made a little more sense. Right. Right. Yeah. Like an implode. Yeah. Like they should have lost night one, and then night two, Roman's expecting them to show up, and they're so distraught from losing that they didn't show up, and they let him lose. Right. I think that would have been good, because then you still keep Roman strong for his other title. Cody's got a title, can go to Raw, do his own thing. You don't have to make another title. Um, not that Seth's not a good champion, but you still could have switched the Universal title over to the World title, the World Heavyweight title, after mm-hmm. Cody wins it. Um, yeah, so, yeah, no. I think that would have been better, but. What do we know? Nothing. We don't know anything. Hmm. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with, um, I did, I, I, I gotta be honest. I didn't watch tons of wrestling this week. Um, but, um, you're going to go with Trinity because no. Trinity's making some, some waves no. in impact. I'm not going to go with her. I'm actually going to go with... um, I thought I knew who I was going to pick, and then now I'm second-guessing myself. But... mm, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um... I don't know if I have one. I might have to skip this week. Okay. I feel, um, yeah, I just didn't didn't watch enough wrestling to really, like, narrow somebody down. Nobody really, like, popped for me, so, so yeah. Well, other tidbit is uh, Jake Paul, Logan's brother, is going up against Nate Diaz in a boxing match tonight as well. Mm, nice. So, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Hmm. And usually those guys are like together and it's kind of strange that they're got two big nights at the same night. Yeah, well, they're both heck of athletes, so they are as as much as like you want to downplay them like Logan Paul in the WWE ring is like Stupid good, like Triple H said. There's, like, no reason why he's that good. Well, he definitely um, knows how to play to the crowd, that's for sure. Yeah. 
and he definitely can do some crazy things. Yeah. Um, like yeah. his promos and all that stuff. I mean, he's like, like almost perfect for the WWE, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, he really is. And, like, the fact that he's got, like, a big YouTube following, he probably brings him extra fans. Like, people who are like, oh, I don't really like wrestling, but Logan Paul's going to be there? I'm going to watch. Like, Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. And then, uh, well, with Jake Paul and doing this whole boxing thing, he's been boxing for, what, three years now? And dude's like legit. I mean, it it's one thing to want to become a boxer and trying to like box when you don't have anything behind you, but when you got money and you can set yourself up good and just train, 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 and put all the right people behind you. I mean. Good things can happen to you. Right. I mean, he he did good in that fight that he had with that other boxer, Tommy Fury. Um, Tommy Fury is uh, the brother of uh, Tyson Fury. Um, but uh, I mean, they had they had a pretty solid match, boxing match, and I mean, it could have went either way for him. So. But, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. Let's get on top of the roof. All right. Well, we will uh, catch all you guys next week, hopefully, for 147, because this was 146. So, we is out. Later. Follow us on Twitter at BeerCityBoys1. That's the number one, not spelled out. Beer City Boys 1. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. Our email is hottagpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Hot Hot tag out. out.